Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today we're speaking with Maria Duarte. Hey Maria, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm very, very well, Maria. I'm excited to have you in our studio. Uh, this is the first time we've actually done it, done one of these in our Miami studio. So it's very, very exciting for us. Maria is the co-founder and COO of Utility Junction. Um, this is a company that is innovating the utility space and making your bill management experience much, much easier uh, and hopefully m- much more cost effective as well for, for the customers. But um, before we get into talking about Utility Junction specifically, Maria, tell us a little bit about your background. Great, absolutely. Um, so I mostly worked in customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the job of doing operations for BPOs or call centers for about 15 years. So that's my background. Uh, I have a, a master in business as well. So all of that really helped me uh, bring some of that um, quality standards and procedures, mm-hmm. um, operating procedures into the utilities world. Um, so that's a little bit of what I did. So I worked a corporate job for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just recently, about two years ago, I made the shift to become a startup founder, which has been quite a journey. Well, I got to say, it's such a great story and I can't wait to get into it. So as a co-founder, tell me about the Utility Junction pathway. Wow. Um, I, it comes out of failure. You know, it sounds a little cliche, but it's the truth. Um, Unfortunately, uh, during the start of COVID in March of 2020, we were uh, let go from one of our biggest clients that we were currently doing utility management for. And COVID was just starting in that same month. So it was a very difficult moment uh, mm-hmm. to go through. Uh, but you know, luckily we regrouped after that painful experience. And with uh, my other two co-founders, we were able to come together and see there's actually a need uh, to streamline and digitalize the utility management process. Um, there's many applications out there that can help you do that. Uh, but it seems that we're just guiding the customer through the initial setup of the utilities. And then we don't do the follow-up or we don't have that educational, that journey path in terms of educating um, everyone mm-hmm. from saving for their utilities, but also finding those best rates. And that's something that we've also uh, been able to accomplish through many partnerships that we have. So tell me how Utility Junction actually works. That's a great question. Um, So right now we have a web platform and we have an app on Google Play Store only. We're in the process of developing one for the Apple Store as well. And basically you'll be able to see your home uh, in case of an individual homeowner, but also for real estate companies, if you have up to 100, 500, even more than 1,000 properties, uh, the platform is able to uh, host all of your properties there. And what's important, it's mostly uh, through your moving, if you're ever moving or if you're selling or buying a home, mm-hmm. setting up utilities is quite still painful in this country. <laughs> and it's a little standard across all states. Some are easier than others where you can go and fill out an online form or you can send an email. 
But others, you have to go through a phone queue. Oh. And sometimes you'll be 30, 45 minutes on the phone just trying to connect one service. Yeah. Imagine all the other things you can do during that time. What's so effective for us is that we'll call in and set up several homes at the same time. So that's a good use of our time, or we can also be advancing on other processes because it's our main core. So that's the first part in terms of setting up your utilities. The second part is your bills. So making sure your bills are paid on time so you're not paying the late fees. Right. So the dashboard is kind of annoying. We say it gets under your skin, but not in your pocket. Nice. Because you will get six constant reminders until you check off, I paid this bill. Right. just to make sure you're not paying those late bills, which eventually they can add up to maybe 120, 200 bucks a year. Yeah. A service providers can charge anywhere between 10 to $15 per bill, or sometimes it's a percentage of your bill every time you're late, yeah. all the way up to disconnecting those utilities. So if you're moving, it's awesome because you know, you know that's taken care of, there's nothing to worry about, you're not gonna hear from service providers two months later, three months later, and all this time, if your bills are not pay, you've been paying for those bills. Yeah, I love it. I, I gotta tell you, um, someone who has recently moved uh, and has properties in other places, managing the utility process is one of the, it, it, you're almost guaranteed right now without a, a, a solution like yours for something to go wrong, you know? Like a different, like a connection to not work, um, you know, especially if you're someone who's like renting properties, you know, with getting the new people on to the utility, it's always, always a joy, always a joy. So tell me a little bit about the broader kind of energy and utility marketplace. I mean, is this, do we, are, are we going to see more convenience like this moving forward, hopefully? Absolutely. There's many uh, people catching up, uh, <laughs> quite a few competitors in the market already announcing that this is coming, right? Um, the energy industry is over you know, $900 million or even more than that, right? Just the energy alone. Uh, but also just like a lot of innovation that's coming in from technology that can help these things out for us as homeowners. We're also for people, you know, investing in real estate. We've got many more people, uh, retail investors, you know, yeah. coming up in the market because it's such a great place to put your money into um, and not have to worry about these other, you know, minor costs that are there. Um, so we're definitely seeing a lot more innovation because uh, unfortunately, I believe the service providers are not going to catch up as quickly as technology or startups can do so, right? Yeah. It's going to take them a little bit longer to streamline their process and upgrade it, but we're definitely seeing uh, more convenience, more consumer education as well. So, I mean, I, this is one of these great stories in a way. You know, it starts with a tough moment during the, the early days of the pandemic and you guys have built the business and it's growing now. When you look back over the last couple of years, how did the pandemic um, shape the way you work as a business? I mean, do you see it, that it kind of made you structure things differently? And um, what, what are the kind of opportunities perhaps that are appearing for you guys? That's a great question. Um, so we've uh, been a remote first company for a few years. So the pandemic didn't hit us that hard in terms of working remote. We didn't have our staff go through um, all the different, uh, I would say, traumas maybe or experiences of going through it. Um, so being remote um, has definitely helped us um, not just probably innovate, but just find the best talent out there. And we've been able to create a very, we have a small team, 
but very united. Even through a screen, we've learned to connect, we've learned to communicate well. So our individual and professional skills have definitely strengthened because of that. Uh, the great opportunity from COVID for us was that more and more clients, in this case for us, right? Yeah. Other enterprises were now looking at global teams and remote teams like a natural thing. Before mm -hmm. I was a little bit more biased, like, are you really, you know, working? You guys are at home, you're on your computer. Yeah. All of that was thanks to COVID. Yeah, that's the that's the C, that's the COO of you coming out, like wanting to track and it's true, you have to. Yeah. So that was um really great. And then the I think the advancement in technology that we've seen in the past two years has been probably what we saw in the last decade. Things are going really quickly, they're moving very smoothly. And there's also been innovation with other companies, software companies that support companies like ours, for example, in digital marketing, um, email marketing, yeah. and sales that have helped our jobs be better. So I think there's a opportunity for us, but also opportunity for other sectors as well uh, to support each other. So, I mean, as as an entrepreneur, and I should say perhaps in this case, you know, as a, as a woman who has made that leap to being an entrepreneur, I know that being a champion for other women entrepreneurs and other women leaders is really important to you. Also, certainly your Latin, the Latinx community and, and things that you can be doing in that space. Tell me how that kind of manifests itself in your life. Yeah, that's a great, uh, almost a vision and a purpose for me. It gets me super excited um, every time, you know, we're doing innovative things. And I'm basically the voice and the face of Utility Junction at this point, um, especially as a co-founder, right? So it brings one, uh, first pride, a lot of pride in what we do. And, you know, humbly being the person that's uh, becoming this face and this voice. Um, I love for other people to see that representation I love to be that sort of role model where, you know, young girls or even women my age that have a job maybe and they're thinking about um, going the entrepreneur way, mm -hmm. that I can inspire them to tell them, yes, this is possible. You can do this um, because our cultures are a little bit different, right? The yeah. Latin culture versus the American one. In the Latin culture, we wear many hats. I know the mm -hmm. American as well, but much more hats. Um, uh, but, you know, being a mom, being a wife and, and being an entrepreneur and being a leader, being a boss, all these different roles, it can become overwhelming. Yeah. And unfortunately, in our Latin culture, sometimes that support for us women is not there. I'm mm -hmm. lucky to have it, but I'm also here to say there's an opportunity for you. We can make it happen. You don't need to fail at your other roles if you're trying to, you know, be a founder or do something different in, in the founder world. That's excellent. I mean, it's a really, really important movement in general, and we want to see more and more women entrepreneurs, Latinx entrepreneurs uh, step forward, which is excellent. But tell me about 2022 for you, Maria. I mean, here you are, you've made it through the last two years of the pandemic, and you know, I should knock on wood somewhere, knock on wood that uh, we might be heading in a better, better direction now, but uh, what are the priorities for you guys in 2022? I agree with you. The sentiment is there. Uh, 2022 feels like so much possibilities, maybe because yeah. the world is reopening. Very difficult external circumstances as well, right, where we're being tested. Right. Um, but we're really excited, um, especially in the startup world, when you're going each year is a win. Yeah. <laughs> There's a high possibility of failure in startup world, right? So each year that goes by, and our, our client base is growing, that we're seeing more demand for our services. It's just that you know moment of confidence 
that helps you continue building. And as you get more customers in the startup world, for us, it's great because we get more feedback and we're able to develop our company in the direction that solves those most painful problems for our customers. So we're really excited about this year. We feel very solid. You know, we have grown exponentially. Wow. And this year just feels like the year we're gonna, you know, make some important breakthroughs, but the year where we've also gained those moment of confidence and that we're able to find that market fit. Yeah, I, I you know, I think you, you mentioned something that is really important for entrepreneurs to, to, to perhaps pat, pat themselves on the back. Um, you know, every year that passes, uh, your your likelihood of success increases exponentially. You know, you made it through the first year, Maria. You made it through the second year. Now we're going into the third year, and that's that's a spectacular shift and a, a spectacular momentum. Um, if someone wanted to learn more about Utility Junction and what you guys are working on, where should they go? Well, I'd love for people to learn more about it. Um, and I'm usually the person doing the sales as well. Um, as a founder, it is my role. So you can definitely contact me on my email, which is the easiest way. It's maria at utilityjunction.com or on social media. Uh, LinkedIn and Twitter are the platforms where I'm mostly available. Excellent. Well, Maria Duarte, uh, thank you so much for coming in to join us for our first in-studio Uncaged, uh, another innovative breakthrough that you've been able to be involved in. Uh, we've been speaking with Maria Duarte. She is the co-founder and COO of Utility Junction. Take a look at what they're up to. They are innovating in the utility space and build management experience. Uh, this is an area where you're going to see a lot of innovation over the next couple of years. And Utility Junction is leading the way. We've been talking to Maria about how, you, how, how companies have come through the pandemic from literally a startup idea all the way through to where we are today and taking it to the next level and starting to scale. So Maria, thank you so much for coming in today. We look forward to having you back. Thank you for having me. Cheers.